Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Your Parenting Podcast. We made it, folks. 20 episodes in. I still have at least three listeners. And uh, this is actually a bonus episode this week. Uh, mostly because the last episode um, I felt was pretty shitty. Um, I went back and listened to it. You can kind of tell that, uh, that my heart wasn't in it. I was exhausted. You know, back was hurting, just I hadn't done the podcast in a while. You know, I guess the uh, the thrill was gone. And, uh, you know, now at the moment, you know, I, I realized that, you know, the few fans I have, you know, deserve better. You know, I do uh, need to remember that I'm not just doing this for me. You know, I need to, you know, do the work, put in some effort. And maybe someday be a, a rich and famous podcaster. Um, yeah, I do feel bad, you know, the last one, the sound quality kind of sucked. and I mean, all of my episodes have shitty sound quality. But mostly because I'm talking on my phone like a lunatic. But I realize I definitely need to make some, you know, some life changes. Get better at time management. You know, it's like I'm, I'm working on a, an organization system. You know, I write, you know, fucking everything down either on my phone or, you know, multiple notebooks. And I'm trying to consolidate it to one, you know, reliable, you know, like day planner. You know, I'm old school. I don't mind carrying around one of those if I know that I can get all, you know, everything done in there. You know, I'm always looking on, uh, um, you know, Pinterest or just random internet things for, you know, ideas for that kind of shit. I mostly care for the uh, the analog stuff just because you know I prefer the you know something about the ink on the paper makes it feel a little more important in this digital age. But uh, granted, I've you know I was kept uh, not always a pocket notebook, but I've always had you know journals and notebooks and shit going back to my younger days back when I used to be cool. Believe it or not, I can almost hear some of you scoffing at that. I used to do, you know, cool shit, go to cool places. I used to be a party guy. And the people that you know, have only met me in the last few years, you know, maybe can't see it. Yeah, but I had a, you know, a couple of three friends that, you know, it's like, especially when I was working nights, you know, like on the nights off, it's like you start your, you know, pre-drinking, you know, five, six, seven o'clock in the evening. You know, you go out and you know, usually, you know, somewhere in downtown Orlando, they used to have a few goth industrial clubs that were kind of cool before it was all, you know, just booty rap. You know, occasionally we just kind of hang out at a bar for a little while. It was funny because we never really went, like our goal wasn't to like try and get laid, you know, or get a girlfriend or even a date. You know, we always just really just went to hang out. You know, and then we go to the clubs, you know, you dance with a few random girls here and there, but it's like you didn't really, you know, it was weird. It's like the goal of the night was always just to hang out, now looking back on it. And I mean, you... You spend, you know, probably spent, who knows how much fucking money. I mean, now, I mean, 
drinks are probably like $9 a piece. I have no fucking idea. It's been so long since I've been in a, in a club. I stopped doing that shit in like my, you know, mid mid to late 20s. And I mean, you, you shut down the club. Most of them closed at 2 a.m. You know, that's when you're, you know, still half drunk. And this is before Uber, so you're either paying for a taxi or just, you know, risking the road, trying to find the most, uh, you know, sober person out of the handful of you. Then you hit that 24-hour McDonald's. And there's, there's no, there's no better burger on earth than the half drunk, you know, parties winded down. You get those, you know, steaming hot french fries, that nice juicy burger. And most of the time, oddly, it was a quiet meal. You know, occasionally you have one of those nights where everybody's still kind of amped up and it's a little boisterous. You know, people swapping stories. Because sometimes, you know, if you, you meet up with a handful of people, you get separated in a bar or club, you, you know, meet up at the end of the night you know, for the food. And sometimes you have a few crazy stories. You know, oh, I was kind of rested. And, and it's like, you know, then you, you know, still hang out. You know, another few hours, you get home, you know, five, six, seven o'clock in the morning. You know, and you sleep all day. And then you can do that shit again, you know, your next night off. And it's like, this was like four or five nights a week. You know, I had, you know, my diet consisted of, you know, cigarettes, energy drinks, and just salted grease. And fuck, now I get nightmares if I have fucking coffee after 5 p.m. It's like I've become this, you know, this old stick in the mud. But not really against my will. I mean, I guess I've, uh, I've turned into the skid. Um, yeah, because I still, you know, I don't do any of these things. You know, it's like I still try to pursue my own happiness. And it's just weird. Like, I, you don't really notice the shift in what makes you happy. And it's like now, you know, being ready for bed, all in my jam jams, you know, by 9.30... You know, I can go lay in bed by 10, play fucking Angry Birds for a few minutes, and, you know, drift on off to sleep. You know, that sounds like a great night to me. And then it's like when people want to go out, and it's like, you know, I've, you know, I don't get too many invites anymore. I guess I'm such an old, you know, cantankerous turd about it. They would, yeah, where, you know, where are you guys going? Oh, we're going to this bar. As soon as I hear the word bar, it's like, I'm out. You know, I just, I don't like hanging out in bars. I don't really drink. It's like, then it's like, oh, we're all going to meet up at like 8 o'clock at night. And I was like, nah, listen, like 8 o'clock at night is my kid's bedtime. I like to be there to give him the good night kiss, you know, read him a story. You know, because that's like, my day's over by then. If like, if I'm still out doing shit at 9 o'clock, you know, something has gone wrong in my day. And that's cool for me. You know, some people may may hear that lifestyle and it just, it would make them sick. You know, they would jump out a window. You know, it's like I, uh, and some people, it's like the thought of, of living for their families, you know, makes them sick. And it's like, yeah, I'm still an individual. I have my own wants and needs. I have my own little, you know, small list of goodies I'm going to get for myself, you know, when the tax return comes back and everybody's a hood rich for a few weeks. 
But it's like, for the most part, it's like I'd rather, you know, hang out with the wife and kids. It's like they've been, you know, they've become my, my circle, you know. And I still have friends, you know. I don't really talk to as many anymore, especially the people I used to go out and party with. I remember this one, uh, it just reminded me of this story. Um, there was one night, uh, me and a friend were, and I think it was just me and him, I don't remember. I know, I think we had met up some co-workers, you know, a couple of young ladies that, and it was so funny because they had the same goal as us, just to hang out. It's like there wasn't any pretense, there wasn't any try to go home with anyone you know, it was just, they came in their, you know, vehicle, they, you know, we came in ours, I forget who, who drove, but, uh, you know, at the end of the night, I think we had parked in opposite directions, you know, so me and my friend are walking, and, uh, we actually ended up walking into a cloud of pepper spray, um, we come around the corner of this building, uh, downtown Orlando is just, I mean, it's like any downtown, you know, it's a maze, you don't really know where you're going, especially if you've been drinking, and uh, I remember we and we must have just missed this pepper spray incident. We must have missed it by maybe thirty seconds to a minute. And uh, I remember we came around the corner and we saw, um, you know, some you know young twenty-something girl you know, sitting on the curb with her, I think she had a friend and they were both just crying, just that ugly you know snot-faced drool crying. And I'm like, oh yeah, chick drama, man. And uh, so we just we didn't say anything. We just kind of skirted around him, and and I went to say something to Mike, and uh, who was the friend I was with. And uh, I like took a breath to talk, and like all of a sudden my lungs started burning, <laughs> and I was like, oh, what the fuck? And like I look over at him, and he's he's just crying, <laughs> and he has this look on his face like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And I was thinking in my head at first, I was like, I need to quit smoking. It's like, if I could barely take a breath. And then we realized, like, after a few breaths, that we had walked into this cloud of, of pepper spray. You know, so now, like, we're freaking out. Both of us are just crying and coughing. We got, like, you know, the, the snot trails running down the side of our face. And I remember we ran up to one of these uh, street vendors that had, you know, hot dogs or whatever, sausages and shit. We just, I was like, oh, let's, you know, just get bottles of water. You know, which I'm sure we paid like six fucking dollars for. And like we immediately pour the water on our faces, which uh, makes it extremely worse. So then, yeah, now we're like, you know, both, you know, you know, wet from, you know, hairline to navel. You know, we stink like the pepper spray. We're both like screaming and crying in each other's faces. <laughs> and I think it must have taken another, you know, 15, 20 minutes to wear off enough to, you know, for us to get back to the car. Man, that was fucking awful. I had forgotten about that. <laughs> that's uh, that's young adulthood. That's one of those you know don't really have the full responsibility. You know, it's also what happens when you don't have kids young. You know, I knew a guy. I mean, I guess I still know him. He's not dead or anything. Um, you know, he's got a few kids, but he had a child when he was you know, 21, 22, like, super early. And, uh, you know, that kind of forces you to become more responsible, or at least it should. You know, granted, he was, uh, and still is, because, again, he's not dead. Um, yeah, definitely a good person. We usually would refer to him as the best of us. You know, I mean, a good person, like, capital G, capital P. 
you know, and you know, did everything he could for his. You know, now he has, fuck, I think he has three kids. But um, but he, uh, you know, he still tried to dabble in the the partying here and there. But it was is definitely a different, um, a different paradigm. You know, but when you have the responsibility of a child, and it's like, when I was that age, I was only worried about, you know, my next cigarette. You know, my next date is most likely not going to go well. <laughs> you know, just the next time I can hang out with my friends. Granted, you know, I'm not saying I regret it. You know, I had great times. I mean, thankfully, we weren't like the kind of friends that were like, you know, and this was like mid, you know, at the height of like the jackass fame when that first got popular. And it's like, we weren't the kind of guys that were like, oh, let's take a shopping cart and, you know, ride it off this fucking building. You know, so that, you know, that way <laughs> nobody fucking died. You know, we weren't, uh, I'm sure we did stupid shit, but at least, you know, we, we try to keep it, you know, legal and, and non-life-threatening. <laughs> um, but then, you know, now, I mean, you kind of lose that. You know, I think some people have a hard time letting go of that, that swinging bachelor lifestyle, even when they have a, you know, a family. And it's, and you can see the struggle, and I've, I've seen a few guys like that. That uh, you can see the struggle that they see, you know, the younger, you know, 20 something guys, you know, not a care in the world, haven't really started to worry about their health yet. <laughs> you know, so they're, you know, buying a pack of smokes, getting a six pack, going to hang out with the guys. And it's like they, they kind of stare wistfully, <laughs> you know, almost like, you know, at the back of a car they wish they hadn't sold. But it's like life evolves in a certain way. You know, and as I think that's one of the reasons that makes those memories so good. Is that because you can't have them anymore. You know, it's like, now, you know, left to my own devices, I'm the most boring person on the planet. Because the last year, a year before, when we were in North Carolina, and the wife and kids uh, went to Chile... I want to say for almost two weeks. It was like ten dates. And I just... Because uh, Cynthia was pregnant with Isaiah. And I wasn't able to go. Because I only had enough you know, PTO for... You know, the upcoming baby or the vacation. As much as I wanted to take an international vacation. But... For that time... It was like I was by myself. Bills were paid. I could have done anything I wanted. I could have gone out and hung out in bars. You know played terrible pool maybe did good at darts I was pretty good at darts but it's like I was literally like every single day after work I would go home make myself some dinner you know play video games and watch Netflix and then go to bed and then like on that weekend I went and hung out at the flea market for a couple hours after sleeping in and it was like you know born to be mild but it was great it was a nice little you know staycation it's like, you know, this, this is why my wife doesn't worry about me. <laughs> Even if she's like, I'm going to go, you know, stay the night at my mother's with the kids. You know, so-and-so's in town. Okay, cool. You know, she knows I'm just going to nerd out and, you know, play a Star Wars game or something or read a book. Because that's what makes me happy now. And it's weird. It like, and I didn't even notice when I 
started getting, you know, I stopped getting excited about, you know, payday so I can go, you know, buy smokes and monsters. And then I started getting excited about payday so I can, you know, buy the new vacuum cleaner that we need. <laughs> or the lawnmower that I still haven't even taken out of the box yet. Now the grass is starting to grow. I gotta learn how to use that fucking thing. Without, you know, chopping the top of my toes off. It's one of the joys of being a responsible adult. One of the other joys I've noticed, maybe just, I don't know if it's just me, but being an asshole in traffic, that's like, I'm not saying like recklessly, you know, driving around being a shithead, but it's like, if I see somebody else driving like an asshole and I can keep them from like merging in front of me and I can see the fucking constipated look on their face, it's like, that gives me a little burst of joy. You know, especially like out of the corner of my eye, I see them like gesturing, trying to get my attention. Oh, can you let me in? And occasionally, if I know I can get away with it, because you never know who's got a fucking machine gun in their car. But when I can get away with it, I'll look them right in the eyes and just slowly shake my head no and just ease up a little more so they can't get in. Oh, man, that's like a good back scratch. Nothing like it. Because everybody, you know, especially as an adult, you know, they feel like they're in their own, you know, microclimate. Like, they're the only ones on the road most of the time, even throughout the whole day. You know, oh, they're the only ones, you know, they're the only ones that matter. You know, I'm, I'm sure I'm guilty of it, too. You know, the, uh, or you think about, you know, I'm the only one, you know, it's like, I'm like the main character in the game and everybody else is just, you know, side characters. I think everybody feels that way about their own life occasionally. You know, I do try to, as much as I love being an asshole in traffic, I do try to put myself in other people's shoes. You know, because I'm trying to instill that in my children. You know, teach them that golden rule. You know, treat others how you want to be treated. Not always easy. Especially when I can get that good back scratch by being a shithead in traffic. You know, not like I'm trying to, you know, push my own agenda. Like some of these crazy ass people. I'm trying to use social media more, mostly just to promote the podcast, but it's like, I feel like when social media becomes too important, you know, you should just get rid of it. You know, like when the first, last thing you do, you know, the day is, you know, check, you know, Facebook and, and Twitter. You know, I think it's at that point, it's like becoming toxic, you know. If it's like occasionally, it's like you're waiting to hear back from a relative about something you know, or something like that. Obviously, it's different, but it's like, you know, Twitter. I still don't really get Twitter. You know, it's, it always seems so toxic. You know, I'm trying to try and use it wisely. You know, I'm trying to learn how to use the fucking hashtags. You know, Cynthia's, you know, taught me a little bit about it. And it's like, I don't want to seem like some... You know, get all bougie about it and start, you know, posting all the time. It's like, I don't know what to do with Instagram. I never really take pictures, but it's like Instagram is primarily a picture thing. So it's like, do I just throw like a fucking meme up there and be like, okay, here's the new episode, which I think is what I did last time. So, I mean, do I have to put like a you know, picture of my stupid face? You know, it's like, listen to my show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, listen to me rant about. Yeah, the fucking cable. 
Oh man, the fucking cable. So we've had ongoing issues with a company I'm not going to name, but they rhyme with rectum. Um, and, you know, they're you know pushing their agenda, trying to get you to spend all your fucking money. Speaking of, I don't understand, like going back to the political thing, it's like, when do we stop like debating and talking about stuff and just screaming in each other's faces? Like the PETA people, you know, throwing blood on people's fur coats. It's like, number one, the, you know, where'd you get that fucking blood? You know, if you're all about animals, I'm sure it's not human blood. That's when I'll just fuck, I'll grab it, I'll drink a glass of draft blood with my eyes closed. I don't give a shit. But uh, anyway, back to, uh, you know, rectum TV. Um, you know, we got the, uh, you know, we need the internet service. You know, we got just a basic cable. We're still not sure if we're going to keep it. I mean, we watch it a little bit. We watch basically like three channels, which I wish in a fucking perfect world, here's how cable would work. You, it would be like a sushi menu. Here is 2,000 channels. A thousand of these are HD. Those will cost a little bit more. The other thousand are regular channels. Each channel will have its own separate cost. You know, premium channels, you know, HBO, you know, five bucks a month, you know, whatever. But like all your other basic channels, you know, you want Fox News, dollar or less. You know, Disney Channel, maybe three bucks. Each channel itself would have a specific price. You can get just those channels. It's like if you want, like, say you want, you love sports, you're a sports fan, but you love football, you know, don't really watch hockey unless you're Canadian, and you like a little bit of basketball. So you want four football channels, two basketball channels, maybe a baseball channel. You can get those. Every channel you get, individual price. You don't have to get a whole sports package, have nine channels you don't even watch. You know, I think they could, I think less people would be cutting the cord, as they're saying now of the cable you know if they can order their channels that way it's like I'd be willing to even pay a higher cable bill if I knew that I was getting only the channels I wanted you know give me all the kids channels you know it's because I know I'm going to watch most of those give me the history channel because you know Hitler shows and ancient aliens are kind of my guilty pleasure but just like you know I don't really care about sports you know, Cynthia doesn't really watch sports. Maybe get like a soccer station for when, you know, relatives come over. So I think that would be great. You know, so you have the internet, you have like just the channels that you select, you know, like on a sushi menu, you pick out exactly the number of pieces, the number of rolls that you want. It's like, and that's what you pay every month. I think that would be perfect. But, since we live in this world, um, you know, we got the internet package. Um, you know, my wife had, had set up her office in one room. And then, uh, you know, everything was hooked up there. You know, computer and you know, modem and cable and blah, blah, blah. Then we decided, okay, we're going to move it to another room. And uh, it turns out, um, when you have a new house, it's a new construction, they don't activate all the lines in every room. Now, I've never dealt with this before, because um, usually even if you're buying a used house or pre-owned or whatever the word is, you know, most likely all of the cable lines have been activated in every room. You know, same thing with apartments, 
you know, they, they've all been activated. But with a new construction, a new house, um, you know, we told them originally, okay, we want the living room and the one bedroom for the office for internet and cable. And that was all they activated. The other, the other, all the other rooms didn't touch them. Um, so then when we decide, you know, once you get settled into a new house, I mean, you move stuff around and, you know, you find out something that works better. We're like, okay, we'll move the office to a different room. You know, make the guest room just a true guest room, you know, with just the basics in there. And we'll just get to, you know, eventually get another TV and an extra cable box. Um, this was such a, a fucking hassle. You know, calling these assholes and then we had to tell them, you know, it's like, listen, we're not going to be home. You know, it was one of the days we were going to Disney. I know it's, you know, a first world problem. But uh, it's like we need somebody to come out before, you know, the week the week starts. And they just didn't understand. They just couldn't do it. And then they're trying to charge us for a repair. I'm like, listen, this isn't a fucking repair. You know, this is not really even an installation. It's technically they're finishing the installation. They should have finished when they first fucking started. So then we had to argue back and forth. I mean, Cynthia was on the phone for a good hour going up, you know, three, four different supervisors until they finally had a, at least a verbal promise. You know, they're not going to charge us 50 bucks. Every time a technician comes to your house, 50 bucks. You know, it's like the mafia. Fuck you, pay me. And, uh, you know, thankfully, Cynthia and her magic managed to get that waived. So we're like, okay. Yeah, we've moved everything to the other room, get that set up, working good. Um, yeah, my, uh, my brother got himself a new TV. He had his old TV. still works. I mean, it's a smart TV, and not everything works on it. But it's like, it'll, you know, obviously play movies. It'll, you know, all that shit. I think this is the internet that doesn't work on the TV. But otherwise, you know, screen looks great. You know, you can still hook up, you know, a Blu-ray player to it. So I was like, cool. Got that for free. Awesome. You know, thanks. Then, uh, you know, it was just... Because we weren't in a huge hurry to get the cable box for that room. And, I mean, granted, I made I made it sound like the original Spectrum issue was a short issue. I mean, this was like four or five days of angry phone calls. You know, them saying, you know, oh, we called you, oh, we can't be here, we can't find your neighborhood. It's like every excuse in the book, every interaction was a disaster. You know, to the point, it's like, I'm going to grow my fucking hair long so I can pull it out. And then, um, you know, we finally get this stuff sorted out. You know, I thought the guy just had to do something to switch on a line. Apparently, it's relatively complicated. And, and I can't even remember now if we told him to just turn on the whole house or if we just said just the one room. Yeah, so we're like, okay. And now, one of the guys I had talked to from Rectum TV let it slip that if you just go to the store that they have, like a physical retail location, I guess you can call it, and pick up, you can pick up a, a cable box and a remote for free. And then uh, you can bring it back to your house and you call them and they activate it, saving us all 50 bucks for a technician to come out there. And then, uh, so Cynthia does that. And then lo and behold, the cable box doesn't work. And it's just, it was, it was a pretty rare, you know, color of anger that I had with that. Because it's like, what are the fucking odds? It's like, we've had, 
And I told the, the lady on the phone who was the object of my rage. I said, look at my account. Look at all the notes on this account of all the bullshit that we've been dealing with. Nothing but problems. You know, it's like, we don't even have that, you know, we don't have the mobile attached to it. We don't have a big bundle. We have, like, just some basic cable because we don't watch a whole lot of TV. And then, you know, the internet is mainly what we need. I was like, I just wanted to add a second. It's like, this is literally the easiest thing this company should do is to activate a cable box. But no. And I thought, I was like, what are the odds that somehow we got a defective box? And she told me on the phone, I'm sorry, 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 it's just not connecting, it's just not connecting. So they had to send a technician out, which believe you me, I wasn't fucking paying for. And I told him, I was like, if it's broken, that means you guys gave us, you know, faulty equipment. And then the guy came out, of course, I was at work, so I didn't get to see the situation. So who knows what the guy did to fix it. You know, some kind of fucking magic. I don't know. He was, like, here, like, maybe 10 minutes. Did whatever he did, and now apparently it works great. So it's like, is that something they do just so they can make, you know, send somebody out so you can pay them 50 bucks? I don't know. It seems like a fucking racket. But uh, I hope you enjoyed our little bonus episode here. I am going to try to put forth some more effort. You know, I'll start keeping a few hashtags in the holster for new posts. Um, you know, don't forget to, you know, support the, the sponsor, Infatuate. I know it's, believe me, I've used the app. I understand that Orlando is not on the app yet, so the Central Florida is kind of fucked for, you know, these restaurant recommendations, but the app is expanding. It's, you know, it, it does work for what it does. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, we can get a few more, I mean, because I know they're going, you know, large cities at a time, and Hopefully we can make a push to get Orlando on there because I know Orlando does have some some great restaurants and little you know little hot spots. And uh, if you have any other uh, you know parenting tips, life hacks, funny stories, funny childhood stories, feel free to email me at yourparentingpodcast at gmail And I'm not gonna promise when I'm gonna do the next episode because we see how that fucking works out. Um, but I will do my best to do another episode. Um, Sunday or Monday, depending on how awesome you know, or crappy my weekend is. <laughs> uh, thank you again for the support. I appreciate uh, you know every one of my my fans and listeners. Uh, once again, thank you, and I uh, will talk to you soon.